Hello, dear listeners, and welcome to Rethink, a podcast where we revisit past articles from the University of Malta's Think magazine. Looking at the pioneering work we have featured in the past, we catch up with the researchers to see how far they have come since they appeared in the magazine. My name is Chris, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Diva. Hello. In the studio with us today, we have Professor Ruben Paul Borge, whose special interest is in concrete. Hello. So since you contributed to the article in Think, explaining how the questions of uh, sustainability in concrete can affect uh, many industries of today, what have you been up to and what have you found later? So thank you for welcoming me here to talk about concrete and about sustainability of concrete. Um, So yes, my background is as a structural engineer and materials engineer. And uh, when we talk about concrete, we talk about one important material in the industry, which is uh, so important and yet so um, controversial, I must say. Controversial because it is, on the one hand, second only to water as a product, as a material we use. And at the same time, it is uh, a major polluter. It... uh, significantly impacts on our environment because of the carbon emissions resulting from the production of cement and from the production of concrete itself. The Guardian, in an article in February 2019, called it the most destructive material on Earth. Yes, effectively, concrete is the cause of significant concerns in the industry. First, because of carbon emissions also because of the significant amount of resources consumed in the production of concrete, but also because of uh, the significant effects the material has on uh, the social and uh, cultural environment. I can explain this later on. Yet, concrete is required, It's, it's necessary. It must be available because we really need it. And in fact, its use is continuously on the increase. It is a necessary material, and one thing we can consider seriously is how to make it more sustainable. And we can indeed achieve significant improvements in its production, in its durability, by considering sustainable practices. So why do you think concrete has become so ubiquitous? It seems to be popping up everywhere. It feels like a modern day thing that it's just sort of, you go into an urban area and just concrete tower, concrete blocks everywhere. Why is it integrated into kind of like modern society now? Yes, you are very right. Um, Basically, concrete is everywhere around us and uh, its use is on the increase. It's an important material in the industry. And uh, as I said earlier, it's um, the most important of all construction materials for a variety of reasons. Why it's used so much? It's used so much because it's cheap, it's versatile, there is a lot of flexibility in its use, and you can basically cast it into any geometry you want. You can engineer concrete, so depending on the ingredients you choose, the aggregate, the cement, the water, additives, you can create a new composite, a new material, which uh, can deliver in particular specific applications, including, for example, where you need high durability or high strength, or where you need to have a light structure, so a lightweight concrete. This versatility makes it successful. On the other hand, it's also considered by Transparency International to be the dirtiest business, construction industry more than uh, concrete itself. Uh, But uh, it ranked as the most uh, bribe-prone industries around the world from uh, their observations. And uh, I wonder 
why this industry opens this space for corruption and abuses of power around the world? Well, it's a difficult, challenging question, but uh, I think because it's used so much, uh, because there is a lot of money involved in concrete, therefore, because it's used everywhere in large quantities, then there might be situations where this business activity can attract uh, the wrong people or the wrong uh, interests. Let's hear more about sustainability in concrete from the article, which appeared in the 21st issue of Think magazine in September 2017. Concrete for sustainability. Concrete is the most used building material supporting the construction boom. Hans Joachim Zontag talks to Dr. Ruben Paul Borge about advances in cement-bound materials that can lead towards sustainable development, more durable buildings, and a lower carbon footprint. In the compacted floors of the Maltese islands, Neolithic temples lies a precursor of concrete. Its modern reinvention surrounds us every day in buildings, civil engineering works, and infrastructure. The rapid growth of Malta's construction industry and infrastructure has led to a reliance on concrete's versatility and adaptability. Construction materials expert Dr. Ruben Paul Borge says that while concrete usually evokes negative connotations, think of a concrete jungle. It is absolutely essential to modern life and holds many interesting secrets. At its core, concrete is a mixture of gravel, sand and cement acting as a binder which reacts with water, ultimately producing a hardened material. This basic recipe leaves the door open to a diverse range of cement-bound materials, which can be engineered to suit a wide variety of applications, from artworks to towering skyscrapers. But how does it really impact us? Asked why he first became interested in working with concrete, Borge lists three main reasons. Innovation, cultural heritage and sustainability. It is hard to overstate the importance of sustainability, he says. Cement production alone accounts for over 5% of man-made contributions to CO2 emissions, simply because we use so much of it. And that statistic will only increase with the current growth rate. Sustainable construction can only be achieved through innovative approaches intended to reduce concrete's carbon footprint. This can be achieved in different ways, through the use of alternative low-impact materials and industrial byproducts, development of advanced materials and more durable concrete structures. For all of this, Borge says, we can take inspiration from history. Researchers in the field turned to ancient Romans because they were the first to use concrete on a large scale. Roman concrete, opus cementicium, is made with basic ingredients, including volcanic ash acting as a binder, resulting in an improved microstructure and enhanced durability. Opus cementicium was used in the Pantheon in Rome, the world's largest unreinforced concrete dome, which still stands today, 2,000 years on. The use of local materials, including waste materials, to improve the material's design and durability is the perfect example of how we should think about sustainable concrete, says Borge. Reinforced concrete was developed in Europe over 100 years ago, made out of concrete with embedded steel bars. It can withstand huge compressive and tensile stresses. As a result, its use increased dramatically, ultimately becoming the most widely used construction material. However, there are downsides. Embedded reinforced bars can corrode and lead to cracking, degrading structures. Borge refers to the historic 1930s reinforced concrete water tower at the civil abattoir, 
a unique structure in Malta which he and his team are currently restoring, reverting to advanced cement-based materials, composites and techniques. We need to pay more attention to the preservation of industrial heritage and concrete British military structures in Malta, Borsch says. These structures present a challenge in appreciating first and then restoring our 19th and 20th century heritage. But they also present an opportunity in understanding how early concrete and reinforced concrete structures perform over time and the mechanisms involved in their degradation. This, he adds, enables us to design durable infrastructures for a sustainable future. Non-corroding materials could be one solution to the problems facing reinforced concrete. During his past research, Borge focused on the potential of high-performance fibre-reinforced concrete structures and the exploitation of materials such as waste limestone. In another recent study, fibres produced from recycled waste plastic polyethylene terephthalate bottles helped controlling early-stage cracking in concrete. Such approaches fit into the concept of the circular economy, which is strongly promoted by the European Union by addressing the life-cycle impact of material and structures. In line with this principle, Borge has been successfully using quarry limestone and excavation waste as alternatives to cement and aggregate to produce strong and durable cement-bound materials. In addition, construction and demolition waste, which accounts for the largest proportion of waste generated in Malta, which has been used to produce concrete with improved life cycle performance, effectively resulting in reductions in raw materials being extracted and in waste produced. Cement's high contribution to carbon emissions is another major problem. The production of cement is highly energy intensive. Therefore, different binders based on industrial byproducts and waste materials can help reduce the environmental impact. Together with his students, Borge has been developing a geopolymer concrete that could help reduce concrete's carbon footprint. Notwithstanding these advances, says Borge, the best way to tackle the carbon footprint of concrete is to use materials efficiently for an intended application and ensure structures perform throughout their lifetime. This brings us neatly back to the issue of durability in concrete structures. Using a technique called structural health monitoring, sensors inside the concrete can detect material and structural performance and lead to improved safety through early detection of damage, as well as a better understanding of what makes certain structures more durable. Cracks occurring in concrete structures may lead to degradation and loss of integrity over time. In recent study Borge is conducting with his students and collaborators, he is also looking at self-healing concrete, using specific concrete additives, as well as particular strains of bacteria to heal cracks in concrete. Showing microscopic images from these studies, Borge explains that the technology holds great potential for the future. Academia should be a driving force in the process by staying one step ahead and by inspiring industry, he states. Besides the interest from the private sector in these advances, he also nods to the government, which has also acknowledged the importance of concrete sustainability. To develop new standards for construction waste recycling while demolishing or dismantling buildings, researchers from the University of Malta are also collaborating with the Malta Competition and Consumer Affairs Authority, as well as Building Industry Consultative Council. The work promises to solve a key waste problem, as more than 80% of waste by weight generated is from construction, and it should lead to a better quality of the built environment for everyone. There are endless opportunities for innovation in concrete, along with many issues. Concrete may not be appreciated, especially given the problems Malta is facing with development and the countless cranes that come with it. The importance of sustainability is key, given concrete's impact and use within society, which offers significant challenges. It is only with research like Borges 
that we can hope to transform these challenges into opportunities. Welcome back. We're in the studio here with Professor Ruben Paul Borge, and we're talking about concrete and its changing face in today's society. So concrete does have a bit of a bad sort of reputation for being a bit ugly and a bit sterile. Do we think we need to change kind of the image of concrete for moving forward with development? Yes, the expression concrete jungle tends to stick in people's minds. But the truth is that we need concrete and it solves so many problems for us. If we want to go higher with our buildings, if we want to span with bridges, if we want to have durable infrastructure on our coasts, if we, we need to have offshore structures, then concrete, reinforced concrete, and uh, this new technology is the solution. And there are many opportunities which must and are being exploited in order to help society. Basically, we need infrastructure, we need roads, we need bridges, we need uh, buildings where to live. And we need these to be as durable as possible and with a quality environment. So concrete can lend itself to these applications in the right way if it's produced to high standards and high quality. So it offers opportunity and it is the right material to go for for many, many applications. So the use of the more primitive sort of non-engineered concrete that might have been used in previous infrastructure in Malta, does that mean that there's like a ticking clock for some of this, like for a lot of Malta's infrastructure? Is a lot of it needing to be redeveloped? One must note that it's a relatively recent material. It was used extensively mostly during the 20th century following the uh, development and invention of modern cement in the 19th century. And uh, as uh, a structural material, we are still learning on how to improve its performance. One must note that uh, there are significant challenges in uh, the durability of reinforced concrete structures. Possibly the largest challenge in the industry is the uh, lifetime of reinforced concrete structures as a result of the degradation of the material. Indeed, not only in Malta, but uh, all over the world, people learn on how to uh, not repeat past mistakes. We learn how to make the material more durable. We learn how to make it more effective and uh, to use resources more efficiently. There are important developments in the field. On the one hand, we tend today, given we need concrete and we have to continue using it for the reasons I just mentioned. Therefore, the way forward is to make it more sustainable. That is, for example, given it consumes huge quantities of natural resources, one significant improvement we can consider is how to find alternatives. Alternatives to natural resources, for example, recycling waste materials, finding alternatives to the natural aggregate we use in concrete, finding alternatives to the binder itself, to cement. For example, there are situations where you can get a supplementary cementitious material originating from an industry as a byproduct of another industry. A case in point is slag from the production of steel. Another situation is with the fly ash from the burning of coal and power stations. The possible use, effective use of limestone waste, which um, can be effectively introduced 
into concrete and we have plenty of limestone waste which can be exploited in this manner and other waste streams for example we are carrying out research at the faculty for the built environment with my research team on the use of recycled steel tire fibers which can improve the early stage performance of the concrete the use of shredded plastic shredded pet which is so harmful to the environment and yet we can use it effectively in concrete and when we use these waste materials the good thing is that we reduce on the natural resources we consume we reduce on the waste we dump in our landfills but we also improve the quality of the concrete itself it's more durable and it performs better with time so it's so effective to use it in a different and better way. I've been to one of these uh, construction waste dump sites uh, in Malta and it's uh, a bit scary to observe how much uh, of it is uh, being brought in every day and it looks like a good material that could still be used but uh, one impression I got from there was that it gets mixed in this dump site with all other different things that are dumped there so tiles, pipes, toilet, structures and sanitary wear and mm. all sorts of uh, construction demolition waste and excavation mm. waste so if the industry was to use uh, and to source these materials from uh, waste uh, dumping sites how would they go about separating them from everything else yes you are right the first step in making good use of waste is to transform the waste into a product a useful product and this can only be done through a classification system therefore characterization of the waste that is testing of the material classifying it and then seeing how to use it one of the projects i am leading here at the university in collaboration with the government entity is precisely that to develop new guidelines for the industry on the classification of waste which refer also to the construction that is looking at how to dismantle buildings which need to be demolished and instead of dumping all the waste in landfill seeing how to classify it characterize the material and use it again it's possible it can be done but we have a significant challenge in Malta the biggest challenge is our excavation waste so whilst we can solve the problem of construction demolition waste by classification characterization and then addressing potential effective uses in concrete as a recycled material we need also to look at the excavation waste problem excavation waste is normally an inert limestone the good quality limestone is recycled and reused without problems. However, the lower quality limestone, and by this I'm referring, for example, to Globigerina limestone um, deposits, ends up being dumped. And this is a significant quantity which presents a challenge. We have over the years developed practical solutions for its reuse from self-compacting concrete to lightweight blocks to alternative blockwork which relies heavily on excavation waste therefore providing an opportunity that is with these products relying on waste we need less products which are produced with materials we import into the country therefore once again it's a win-win situation however we have also produced for example geopolymer concrete in the research team where with this material we rely once again on large quantities of this excavation limestone waste so yes there are practical solutions and at this stage of development in my view it is time that we seriously give attention to these important developments that is transforming this research output into practical applications there are instances 
which are developing where we are basically introducing these solutions into the market. But for example, when a house is demolished and the wall is full of tiles and glue, what technology could separate them? What would be the way to <laughs> cut them? Or is it not a problem for recycled materials? The whole concept of getting classification of uh, this waste is precisely that. That is, you organize into classes and each class will be suitable for a particular application. So the minute you have, for example, a large quantity of consistent concrete, crushed concrete, the recycled concrete aggregate produced from this material can possibly be used for a particular application. Whereas if you have material which is contaminated, which is mixed, it can be used for an alternative application. So some of the material can end up being used in new products of high quality. Other material can be used, for example, in civil engineering fields, where you still need some source of material. However, we need to go about the waste problem by addressing deconstruction, disassembly, rather than the traditional way of demolishing our buildings. And there are, as I said, solutions which can help us achieve this uh, objective. Do you think this development of sustainable concrete is a stopgap to allow us to continue developing when we should be perhaps be considering kind of a paradigm shift that maybe we can't keep developing upon developments and maybe we need to just slow down our kind of drive? Well, I think the drive for growth, it leads us into the economic development. And the truth is that with increase in economic activity, there is a demand for more housing, there is demand for roads and bridges. And of course, I fully agree with you that one needs to strike a balance between the needs, economic requirements, economic development, but also respecting the needs of uh, the environmental concerns, respecting environmental concerns, addressing the social aspects, cultural aspects, and definitely striking the right balance between economy, social aspects, and uh, environment. Because after all, sustainability is striking the right balance between these three pillars. Definitely, the material, when I talk about sustainability of a concrete and the structure, I'm also thinking on how we can be smart in our approach in all senses. One area of research, an important area of research we are developing is using smart sensor networks, which lead to intelligent structures and buildings, basically, which rely on sensors that help us monitor the performance of buildings. Therefore, addressing sustainability in this way through getting our buildings the structures to last more, to perform in a better way, and to address the well-being of people, ensuring that the building performs safely over its intended lifetime. So we're building better buildings that will last longer? Indeed, we need to make sure that there is quality construction, so buildings last longer, or at least last as expected for an intended lifetime, as projected initially but definitely ensuring that safety comes first, that the quality construction addresses the well-being of people and houses, for example. And uh, you mentioned in the article that you are working with governmental agencies on ensuring this and on creating more sustainable pathways to development. Do you also get interest from private entities and to what extent are they on board with these developments? since we know that they are more mostly interested in short-term profit. Yes, there are three types of research and industrial project activities in which I am and in which I have been involved. The first part 
refers to international, mostly European research projects, like, for example, the Resilience Horizon 2020 project, leading to the development of ultra-high durability concrete with self-healing materials. And the other one, for example, is the SESBA project, developing a sustainability assessment tool for Mediterranean cities and Mediterranean environments. Then the second group of projects uh, refer to collaborating with government agencies, for example. A case in point is developing the waste guideline documents for Malta and the building the construction guideline, which is intended to address resource efficiency and also waste management in Malta. The third type of research activity refers to practical collaboration with industry. This includes, for example, during the past years, the collaboration with a major company in Malta, introducing an alternative, more sustainable construction system for buildings in Malta, which is also more energy efficient, therefore supporting this entity as a university in providing for safe construction. And also other initiatives, for example, transposing what we are developing in the laboratories in our research, mostly in recycling of waste and producing good quality, high-performing concrete, transferring this knowledge to industry. And indeed, we are managing to get the message across that this can happen and that working in industry can help us develop even further on our initiatives. So through these three pillars, I am confident that there are improvements. Of course, the construction industry in Malta needs to look far ahead and there are important developments which are urgent and which are necessary. Definitely, we are not perfect, far from it. But what I consider important is to make sure that we set our targets high to improve quality in construction, which at times is so lacking, I'm afraid. So do you think this is an issue of regulation, of enforcement, of social dialogue, perhaps? Or do you think it can be solved bottom up? It's a long discussion we can entertain on this team. Definitely, it's uh, part of it is regulation. Part of it uh, is also the assessment of quality materials, certification of products and materials in the industry, where there is a gap in the local industry. But also, it's an issue of changing culture, looking at how research can effectively help industry attain more and develop more. And there are some seminal projects where this is happening right now, where basically, for example, through the development of ultra-high durability concrete, we are in practice in a real project, in a large structure as a university, we are developing a self-healing, very high strength, high durability material, which is being applied in a structure, at least in one structure, the water tower at the civil abattoir, which is leading to important knowledge transfer to the industry and important development, not only with materials, but also, for example, in developing structural health monitoring and durability monitoring through sensor systems. Thank you for your time getting us straight on concrete today. And thank you all for listening. That was all from Rethink for today. Tell us what you think about the episode by commenting on ThinkUM on Facebook, ThinkUni on Instagram, or ThinkUniMalta on Twitter. Rethink is produced by Think Magazine in collaboration with Campus FM. If you are listening to us from outside of Malta, you can find Think on isuu.com forward slash thinkuni. Our theme music is by Princess Wonderful. You can find the link to her profile in the show notes. Your hosts, Daivara Pachkaita and Chris Stiles. Our sound technician is Carmo Grek. 
Find us on Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Thank you for listening, and bye for now.